Hello, and welcome to episode five of Let's Get Real For Real For Real. Um, you know, it's been kind of like a rough week emotionally. Um, and it's so interesting that nowadays when I have a rough week, it's not usually something I notice during that time. Um, and it's not until like later when I keep on thinking about it and I realize like, oh, I'm expending a lot of energy on this. This means it matters. Um, I guess it's because I used to have much rougher times or at least much different rough times, you know, like as a social worker, I had very different stressors at work than I do now and, um, a former social worker and, you know, I'm not in the same emotional place I've been in the past, which allows me to handle things differently, um, than I used to used to when back in the past when something bad happened it'd be like oh my god like I'm like the world is ending and I am being punished and it's all karmic and all this stuff but now it's just like oh okay good to know (laughs) good to know and take care of myself it's okay but yeah it's been kind of like a rough week and um you know it it started out mostly fine until a couple of days ago on Thursday and I remember so the other the other day we talked about um, we talked about uh, consent right dating and consent and boundaries and things like that um, talked a little bit about like gaslighting that happens at dates right like non innocuous um, can be seemingly like innocent non malicious just like um, when people when when people are just like questioning, you know, things that you've decided about your life or about like maybe about them, you know, that you're like not ready for a relationship with them, or do you want to be? And so, so I so I so I had gone on that the thing that had prompted that original podcast about that kind of conversation about you know what enthusiastic consent is and and um, boundaries. And gaslighting, you know, that was prompted by an online date I had taken um, where I had literally told the guy, fun guy, nice guy, but you, him and I, not a good fit. If only because, one, he legitimately called me crazy, like legitimately called me crazy in the middle of the date. Um, which luckily for me, I am like an awesome person who like, likes to brush things off and not cause too big of a deal. But in my head, I'm like, okay, that's not cool, but all right, whatever. Um, and who also like, you know, when I told them that they, that I was not interested in dating them romantically, I had to repeat it multiple times because he like, was like, you know, the gaslight of being like, well, you don't even know me. You'll change your mind. You should give it more time, blah, 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 whatever quote unquote did I just get friend zone on the first date I hate the term friend zone or I don't hate it but I'm not a fan of the term friend zone if you ask me because that implies that um there's like an actual category where you can get unfriend zoned like as if like as if like if you're it's like second place like if you're not a romantic interest then you're a friend and like that's not as good and that's not good enough and that there's also an opportunity to get out of it and it, it, it's a very, like, mo- manipulative connotation, I think. Um, because I'm not friend-zoning anybody. I'm not, like, being like, oh, you're not good enough to date, so you can just be my friend. I'm, like, literally, like, no, we're not compatible as people. 
um, in a romantic setting. And if you keep on pushing this, we're not compatible as people, as friends either. You know what I mean? Like at all. And so whatever, friend zone. So I was very clear about this. Um, and he he clearly heard it because he responded to it or reacted to it several times, even though it wasn't in like a way that was like positive. And so when we ended that date, I thought we were like on the same page. But throughout the week, I kept getting text messages from him, like, like, obviously, I would say like every other day, checking in on me, asking how I'm doing, asking if I'm free, things like that. And I, on one hand, I'm like, why are you texting me all these things? Like, I'm going to give you the benefit of a doubt, because clearly we were on the same page when we ended that date um, about how we're not going to be moving forward platonically so are you just reaching out to me to be friends I'm like oh you're putting a lot of effort into just trying to be friends with a girl that you don't even know um and so I was kind of on and off because I was debating all week like do I ghost this guy by the way guys whoever is listening I am a I believe in ghosting I do I don't I know that some people a lot of people think it's like very rude it's hurtful you know what I mean like but quite honestly I think it depends on the situation because why if there if you have if you meet someone in person for the first time and you have no interest in furthering the relationship then then I don't see the point in dedicating like more days more weeks more months more hours into trying to trying to give energy to this person who you only met for like two hours of your life do you know what I mean like that's more effort than we go through for like our friends and family and the other people who have been in our lives always or who have a large place in our life like why do I give this person that I only met for two hours like like all of this extra attention and then people will say like oh well why don't you just communicate it and well because historically speaking um and generally speaking communication not only takes a lot of effort but it's a two-way street and when you've already communicated to the person they're not in, you're not interested then why do you have to keep on trying why do you keep on expending energy on this person i think that ghosting is fair in some aspects, but it depends on how much time you've spent with them already. If you spent two months with them and you guys have been talking regularly and all of a sudden they ghost, that's not okay. That's so rude. That's so like hurtful. That's so like, how can anyone not take that personally, you know? But if I've literally only spent like the entire span of my life, like four hours interacting with this person through text or through in person or whatever, and then why like keep trying you know so I'm a fan of ghosting not a fan but like I I support ghosting in certain situations so I was going back and forth with this with this because I was like well you know we did have a good time on a date otherwise like we were fun we was fun to hang out with him like and you know we did say we I did say like we can try to put effort as friends so like do I want to ghost this person or not I just don't know what their intentions are why are they keep texting me so often I want to give the benefit of the doubt and then Thursday, you know, he, I, when I respond, so I didn't respond to him a lot when he texted me. I literally responded once in a while because too, I'm like wicked busy. Like I, I'm in two different school programs and working a full-time job. Like I just don't have time to communicate that often with anybody. Um, so I did let him know occasionally like, Hey, I'm not available to talk. I'm in school. 
Um, but like Thursday comes around, he's like, are you okay? And do you, um, like, I, are you okay? And, you know, do you have time to like hang out this weekend? And like, maybe you can sit, like update on me, me on your dating situation. And I said, I'm done with dating. Um, I, I'm realized I'm not at least online dating. I'm not open for it. I'm not ready for it. I'm not willing to do it yet. I'm, I'm not ready. And he replied to me, well, you could have told me that. So when I said, I told you that multiple times on our date, so I didn't think that that was something I would have to tell you. He said back to me, I thought you were just undecided or not sure and needed more time to figure it out. So this is where it gets super triggering, you guys. And I'm going to say this as a woman. I'm going to say this as a person with sexual assault history. And I'm going to say this with someone as someone who has like through a very has had like throughout my life a very, very hard time of feeling confident in their my own answers and my own beliefs and my own judgment because I grew up in a family and I grew up surrounded by people who constantly told me that I was wrong. Even if it was about my own emotions, I was just wrong. So this is something that is personal. That's a me thing. That's something that I am working through in therapy to like not only believe in myself more and trust my own judgment, which is the point of this whole podcast. If you guys have been listening, I talk about that a lot, you know, but it's something that like is something that I makes me I'm working on because it makes me so susceptible to being gaslit and it makes me so susceptible to like being put in a situation that's not safe. And I, it took a long time for me to do this, but with my sexual assault history, it took years for me to realize that it was not my fault um, because I felt like it was my fault. And I was victim blamed afterwards unintentionally, but still victim blamed by many people saying that as if I had a choice in those, in that situation. Um, so it's, it, I'm, I've become very good at like, not very good, but I become better at like directly saying my boundaries that's and like in the situation. But if I have to keep in, in romantic situations, but if I have to keep repeating myself, I get the, the instinctual response that I get and that you'll find in lots of women, not every woman, but lots of women. And this is what actually happens during, um, during a sexual assault situation for some people um, is that if a man or a woman continually persists, there is a fear that starts coming alive, a subconscious, sometimes incredibly difficult to identify fear that if you keep on saying no, they will force it on you. They will force something on you. They'll force their yes on you. They'll force their body on you. They'll force their opinions on you. And because normally you're someone who would be someone who like would you would think would have control of their own situation and be able to defend themselves and stand up for themselves. There isn't a fear that they have everybody on their side and that it really is your own fault. Like, I don't, I don't know, I can explain it more clearly if it, if it needs to be more explained, but like there, it's like something inside just kind of freezes. You keep saying no, but they keep saying yes. And then your head starts questioning, like, am I not being direct enough? Am I not being like 
firm enough? Am I leading him on to think that they're they're still pursuing this? And then there's a fear of like, what happens if I keep on saying no? Because for a girl, most times men are bigger and stronger and they have more influence in the community. And so it becomes this this thing clicks on in your brain of being like, I need to give in to this because if I don't, I'm in danger. Even though I recognize I'm already in danger. And and so when someone persists for me, this is a big trigger for me. If they keep on persisting, even if it's something like unintentional, non-malicious, I get so triggered. I get so defensive, even though I, I try to like try to stay centered. I try not to be reactive. I try not to go out angry. Like I try to be really calm about this. It just makes me so upset that I have to, that I have to keep doing this. Like I hate that. I hate it when men or women, actually, I hate it when anybody is persistent, especially like in a dating situation. And I understand, I understand there are stereotypes and I understand too, there are personalities out there that honestly, genuinely don't know what they want or they feel like they have to play games to get what they want. There are people out there who are taught and who have learned and who believe that if they say, If they want something, then they have to act the opposite. So then their no actually means a yes. But the dangerous part is that there is a stereotype out there that all people want this, that all women are like this. And it causes like this incredibly dysfunctional like society belief that you have to chase women to get what you want. Well, guess what, guys? That's not healthy. That's not healthy. Okay, and, you know, if that works for some people, fine, that works for them. That's great. However, for me personally, that does not work because I am a direct person. I'm very honest and I'm very honest with myself as well. And if if, it's not even just dating, if I say no to anything, even if it's just like you ask me for a drink, if someone, if my friend asked, I tell my friends this, like when they do this to me, like I tell them to please stop all the time and I have to remind them because it's such a natural ingrained response of being like, you don't want to drink? How come? Why not? Like have a drink, have a drink, have a drink. Or here, have food. Why not? Why aren't you hungry? Why don't you eat? Have food. I hate that because I know myself. I know my body. I know what I need. I know if I'm hungry. I know if I need water. I know if I need alcohol or want alcohol. I know if I want to be with someone or not. Please respect my answer because you trying to force me into what you want is not what is actually like, it's what you want. It's what the other person, they want to feed you. They want to give you drinks. They want to see you have fun. It has nothing to do with you or me really. And so honestly, like, so like, but again, like, that's such a like, a, it's not something that so so many people are self aware of about themselves, you know what I mean? They don't recognize their need versus someone else's need. And so and and I and I get this because I'm a Scorpio, I am the most Scorpio pe- person you will ever meet. And I know too that I like I'm a master, like I'm a mastermind. And I do this thing where like subconsciously, or in the back of my head, maybe I'm semi aware of it or not aware of it at all. I know people so well. I know exactly how to play on their emotions. I know exactly how to play on their feelings, their actions, their behaviors to somehow get something that I want. 
I know how to do that. And I, and I have to be incredibly mindful and incredibly honest with myself to make sure that I don't do that because I don't want to do that to people. I don't want to do that unethically. I don't want to manipulate them to like get me what I want emotionally or physically or anything like that because then that's not real. That's not real. That's not genuine. And honestly, it's without consent in a subconscious way, whether they know it or not, because I'm aware of what I'm doing. So I'm wicked honest with myself. If I feel frustrated or if I want something or if someone's not, if I'm not getting what I want from someone, I have to ask myself, what is the problem, Jenny? What's the issue? What's going on here? Why, what are you trying to achieve with this? Am I always successful at that? No, I'm not, but I'm getting better. But it's that kind of self-awareness that I know that I need in another partner. I do not care if a partner lies to me. You know why? Because most of the time, one, I can tell when they're lying. But two, if they are lying to me, as long as they're being honest to to themselves, they're making a conscious choice to do that. They're making a conscious choice, which means they have to take whatever consequences and risks that comes with that choice. But if they're talking to me and they don't even realize that what they're saying is not what they really want, that what they're actually doing is lying to themselves or hiding from themselves, then there is no accountability. I cannot trust them. I cannot trust their word. I cannot trust them to know like that they're telling the truth because they don't know what the truth is. And if I meet someone who thinks that they know my truth better than they better than I do, when they don't even know who they are, when they're not even honest with themselves, then no. No, why would I want to be with you? But it's those people because they think they know me better than they know them better than I know me, and they when they don't know themselves, they think that they can trust what they think about me versus what I say about me. Those are the people who are persistent, who do not take no for an answer, who assume or dream up and I some kind of idea about the situation or about myself. That's not the type of person I want to be with. Maybe that works for some people. That's great. But it does not work for me. And so having to constantly like reiterate my boundaries and constantly repeat myself saying no, that's super triggering for for like safety reasons and but also because I don't know this person I cannot trust them whatsoever I don't know what they'll do even if they're the nicest guy in the world guess what it doesn't matter how nice you are I cannot trust you because you do not take me for who I am you don't allow me to trust myself you don't even know me Sorry, I don't mean to go on like this huge vent. But you know what? I, You know what too though? Like I was thinking about this and I was so proud of myself. I mean, it took a couple of days to settle down. Today I realized I'm actually really proud of myself because I did also question back because there's also the thing like when you reject a person, you have to be really firm if they're not getting the message. And then I think, and then my people pleaser brain like comes on and being like, oh my gosh, am I being too mean? Am I going to like hurt him? I'm going to traumatize him and trigger him. But honestly, one, you're not responsible for other people's triggers. He's not responsible. That person is not responsible for my triggers. He doesn't know I'm going to get triggered by this. Like, it's not an intentional malicious thing. But the trigger is very informative for me of being like, something's not right. How do I handle this? How do I work through this? And I, if I get triggered, I step back 
which is what I did in the situation. I took a large breath. I centered myself and I told him very directly, but not in any way mean, just very professionally distant. FYI for the future, when you tell someone that they need like that you're questioning their choice and that you're telling them that you need to give it more time or maybe you need to maybe you're being judged too, too judgmental or anything like that that can be a form of gaslighting fyi and two you're a nice person but clearly we communicate very differently and i personally do not have the energy or space in my life right now to pursue a relationship nor do i have one to try to maintain a friendship with someone that i cannot communicate well with I appreciate your persistency and things that you want in your life, but I cannot be friends and I wish you good luck. And even though I remained very defensive for the next couple of days, <laughs> I'm like looking back at that now and I'm being like, you know what, Jenny? Like, good for you. Good for fucking you. One, for being direct up front, because I went over this with my friend, because sometimes you need that external validation, especially when you're feeling a little shaky in yourself. And I was like, explain the situation to her. And I read the text and everything. And she, and I was like, you know what? Like, I didn't leave him on. I was very, I told him several times during our date, we are not compatible relationship-wise. We could be friends. We can try that. And he's the one who, he acknowledged those things, but he like acknowledged them saying like, you're being too judgmental or blah, 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 whatever. But he said it. And I was not responsive to his texts in any manner, except to say, I'm not available. I didn't even say talk later. I would just say, hey, I'm busy. <laughs> and I wasn't personal. I wasn't mean when I responded back to him. I said straightforward, this this is just a situation, objectively speaking. And so and that's so hard for me to do. And like, I did that. Like, I did that. Good job, me. Good job, Jenny. Like, fuck that's awesome like i will tell my therapist about this and they will she'll probably be like oh my god that's awesome <laughs> because like this is something i've struggled so hard for like this is a huge thing in my life that i'm able to do this even if it makes me all like oh my god like and so icky mood and and like literally while i was going through it i was like oh my god like i was like shaking and i was like oh and afterwards i was like okay good job and and hopefully this passes and then it just completely ruined my entire rest of the week and i had another situation today like but it was so interesting like oh, the universe is so great and because i was thinking about this too like on the way to work or not work with school today too and like being like because i'm going to massage school it's really important for me to be very centered when i go to see get to my massage therapy school because i'm going to be working on other people they're going to be working on me i don't want to like be giving them any of my energy i don't want to be receiving bad energy like it's very important and it was so interesting because like today in class like i had this interaction with this um with my classmate who is like also super energetically sensitive and she was getting like um very she was she was just struggling a little bit like overthinking some things and and feeling some insecurities and she was getting emotional and she and i had this she asked to talk to me since we were partners and um and she was explaining how she felt that i was very guarded and i wouldn't let her in like emotionally or physically and i explained to her well yes i am very guarded as a person, but also, um, I was just triggered really badly two days ago. <laughs> I'm still kind of like coming down from that. 
Um, but it was kind of, it was identifying, she and I had a really lovely talk, really lovely talk. And it was really identifying boundaries, um, as a, as a therapist, boundaries as someone, as a healer who like, you know, we have this desire. I was talking about this with my therapist myself a few months ago. We have this desire in us where we want so badly to, for the other person to feel better. Not feel better of like, oh, like I feel happier now, but feel better as in like, love yourself, heal. Like you deserve more. You're awesome. We want you so badly to see it because you don't see it in yourself. And part of that is like, we're very, we're energetic healers, right? Like we are gifted with our ability to connect with people. Um, This is what I'm learning. And this is what I've been working on myself is like, just because I connect so well with so many people that, but the thing is, is like, they feel connected to me. Like they feel like they can talk to me about things they've never, they've never talked about. Oh, hi, this is my kitty cat, Minnie. Um, they feel like they can talk to me about things they've never shared with anybody before, which they can. I, I give them that space. That's what I'm there for. But for me personally, I don't return that right? I do protect myself because like my job is to help people feel that way. I'm gifted to help people feel that way, but I don't, I don't feel that same connection where I feel like I need to open up to that person like that. And I shouldn't as a professional, like doing that is not only, um, and like draining, but it's also dangerous, right? Because I'm working with people who are working on themselves, actively working on themselves, and me opening myself up to them um, as, a, as, a, as a healer and as a therapist or a social worker or whatever, like opens, opens the ground up for unethical um, work and transference or counter-transference where like I, I or they no longer see each other as like healer and client we see each other as like, um, we just open it up to be like triggered or to get unhealthily attached, you know, um, in ways that are, that are not ethically sound. So I, I'm doing that. And also like, I'm just, I'm just a specific person. I am a specific person who maybe many people match with me, but I don't match with many people. And so, um, or I match with people in different ways and different levels. So I had this talk with this co with this, this schoolmate of mine of being like, she was like, you're not letting me in. And I was like, well, you know, the thing is, is like, that's your need. That's not mine. And if you are my therapist, my massage therapist, and I'm the client, I don't have to open myself up to you. Like, that's not something you just get. You have to like, that's, that's my journey. That's not ours and that's not yours that's not your my choice and also like and so like for you as a healer that's something that you have to recognize in yourself of being like when you start getting frustrated because you're not getting somewhere you need to take a step back and you need to take a breath and ground yourself so that you feel centered and remember that that's not the point of this whole thing and that that's your need not mine in which case you're no longer healing me um, and it was a really lovely conversation. I, it's interesting it came now because I, 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 I was totally like 
cool and centered for the most part during that too for me so I can provide support in a way that wasn't personal but was actually helpful on a peer level um, and it wasn't just like this deep like talk where we're like we're connecting emotionally because I was not ready I'm not ready for that I'm not ready for that I spend my life I spent my life being taken from if that makes sense you know whether it's me giving it out and pouring it out because I, I thought I had to pour everything into other people healing other people helping other people till there's nothing left for myself or also because I am a very specific person and so I have things about myself that other people identify being like that's really cool I wish I had that for me and so they do their best to try to take it from me try to force it and once that's forced it's not no longer genuine it is an unconsensual like um form of connection which is really a more one-sided connection And like definitely this came like two days after I was like deeply triggered. So like part of me is like, you don't have permission to like be let in. So I'm not letting you in. I'm not ready. I'm not there. (laughs) But, you know, like I was also able to explain that being like, um, I'm very defensive right now. Like it's not personal. It's not you. It's just like things have happened this life in this week in my life. But yeah like honestly like I guess all of this and and this is just such a vent podcast you know but you know what venting's healthy venting's healthy and but this is like really this vent is really also like I hope informative in like it's not about you when it comes to other people other people's needs like it's about you and your life in your life you are the priority. You, your needs and wants come number one in your life. But when it comes to another person, your needs and priorities do not come first against another person's needs and priorities because your life is not their life. Your wants is not their wants and what you need is not their need. So you can't try to overpower someone else's decisions and needs and wants and whatever just because you want something, right? Because if anything, if that person wasn't around, that want, whatever that is of being like, oh, like that person makes me feel happy. That person makes me feel more entertained. That person is like interesting. That person's fun to hang around. That person can give me sex. (laughs) All of those things you can get from anybody really you can get that from anything really like if i want snuggles i can get my snuggles from a person i can get them from a boyfriend a girlfriend a friend a family member my cats doesn't have to be someone specific and if it is from someone specific because i i admit like i i very specifically miss my (laughs) ex-boyfriend i very specifically want to be him to be around me and me be around him But guess what? He doesn't want that. And so just because I really need that or want that, he doesn't. And because there are two people involved in this scenario of, of like being around each other, what I want does not supersede what he wants. And so you have to respect that. I can't force him to want to be around me. He said it. 
I respect it. Maybe I made some boo-boos along the way, but I own that. I own that shit. I take responsibility for it, and I'll do better next time. I have moments of weakness. I am not perfect. I'm a human being. None of us are perfect. But be mindful. Don't be perfect. Be mindful. Have intention. Be intentional and honest and and questioning yourself all the time not questioning like whether or not like you're a good person or anything but questioning like like a little bit less deep questions of being more like hey how come i'm feeling like this hey i'm feeling frustrated where is this coming from hey if i got this if it's coming from x and if i get x and at least to y like what will happen if i get that How will that affect other people? And how will that affect me? Will I feel better? Yes or no? Will I feel better permanently or long-term or short-term? Be mindful because mindfulness leads to honesty. Honesty. And honesty leads to like genuine authenticity. It It leads to trust. Trusting yourself and having other people trust you. And trust comes love. <laughs> like, <sighs> just what you want and need does not mean that you get to have it. And that's okay. And I say this to myself because fuck, when I don't get something that I deeply want, like not just like, oh, I want that computer, oh, I want that movie, but deeply deeply in my soul like oh wish for all my heart when I don't get what I want like oh it is devastating and I come from a family (laughs) I come from an upbringing where my mom would like I never asked for much as a kid not something things I really personally wanted I was I was very shy about those things and so when I did ever manage to ask them and my mom would ever say yes she did this thing I would get so excited but she would do this thing where like she doesn't remember that she says yes or she changes her mind like the next time I ask about it or when it comes time to like pay for it or whatever. No explanation, just no. And it would leave me so fucking heartbroken. And I learned as a young kid that I cannot ever, ever, de- one, depend on someone else for my happiness. And two, it taught me that I can't ever expect happiness to stay. And there's no point in getting excited about something, about anything in my life because it would just go away. That's what I learned as a kid. And so that's something now that still affects me where I'm learning where I'm learning about this about myself and and learning how much that has affected me in my life, how much that has stopped me from pursuing so many things, how insecure that has made me because I never went for something I truly truly wanted because it would just be ripped away from me anyway. So why bother? And so when I am honest about like, this is something I want with my whole freaking heart and I don't get it, not because I'm bad, but because that's just fucking life. Like, dude, that's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I get it. But also like, just because I don't get it doesn't mean like, doesn't mean that it won't be okay. Just because I don't get it doesn't mean like I won't be okay. And just because I don't get it doesn't mean I didn't deserve it. It just means it wasn't meant to be. It's not just about me. There are other things in place, other people to consider, other plans. 
I'm the priority in my life, right? I have to take care of myself. I have to do what's best for me. But the other person, if there's another person involved, should be doing the same for them. Because who's going to do it otherwise? If someone, if someone prioritizes themselves in their lives, and then I start prioritizing their needs over mine, now they have two people doing that for them. And I have no one doing it for me. That's not self-love, you guys. And that's not love at all in any relationship. That's, that's you trying to do something because you feel too afraid to do otherwise. So. Yeah, it's been rough. So this is part of my decompression. Sorry for the long vents. Not my norm, I'm sure. But maybe it was helpful to hear Sometimes vents are good that way. Um, And I'm going to decompress. I need food. I need water. (laughs) I'm going to go out to party tonight with some of my friends. And it's going to be freaking awesome. And I'm going to wear my cat ears because I look really good in them. And I like being a cat. (laughs) And I'm going to dress up and I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. I don't plan on drinking. I don't plan on doing substances. I don't really feel like I need to. I don't really want to. And I also don't want to feel like crap tomorrow morning. Because guess what? 30s? Ha <laughs> ha. Alcohol is not kind on the body, you guys. <sighs> but yeah. Lead mindful lives. It will teach you a lot about yourself. It will teach you how to take care of yourself better. It will teach you how to love yourself better. And it will also teach you a lot about how to take care of other people in a way that's healthy for you, in a way that's healthy for them too, in a way. Good night, guys. Good morning, good day, wherever you guys are. And I hope I hope you have a really good time celebrating yourself. Bye.